And we are live. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Holy Crap, the Vlogcast. Vlogcast comes from a skeptical point of view to answer some of the questions of why. This vlogcast started as a combination of spite and the Streisand effect because I'm 39 again as of the, uh, um, the other day. I get that reference. I, there are a few people who do, and, and thank you, by the way. Part of this is also to follow through with the old adage that sometimes the journey is more important than the destination. And considering I have not yet detonated, I'm doing well. I am your main host. Hi, I'm known as Hugin Tribble. You can find me pretty much everywhere under that name. It's S-H-U-J-I-N. Hi, yes, it was my birthday yet again. What did you get me? Fine. I, I warned you, you know, birthdays are the leading birthday. cause of death. Yeah. And I'm in Facebook jail, so don't look at me. I haven't been able to see you. Again? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Again? Yeah. You got I got sucked. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, hey, uh, Russia's in face- uh, Russia put Facebook in jail, too. Uh, that's they, true. They put lots and lots and lots of people in jail. But that's that's for a little bit later. That, that That's for a little bit later. So, hi. Yes. Hello. It's it's going to be back with you. Uh, yeah, there, there's stuff. There's good. There's bad. And, you know, there's there's us. So, you know, it's, it's all good. So it's good to be back with you. Uh, again, you can find me pretty much everywhere under the name Shujin Tribble. Is that my real name? No. What are you? St- seriously, are you new? Oh, well, okay. Hi. Welcome to the place. It's good to have you. You know, there's actually one episode where you did reveal your true name. Yes, I have. Let them go looking through the episodes for that. Ha, 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 ha. Yes, good luck. And, as an aside, by the way, yes, there are other voices in your head. It's not just me. You know, with the extra voices in in, in the, whatever. Midwest of the U.S., Bridget. Hi. Hi. We were having a little bit of fun uh, just a little bit before air, and um, I tried. I tried so hard, literally three seconds before I hit the go live button to try and get her to just break down laughing at a joke that had to do with an, a bad 80s Christian rock band. Oh, tremendous restraint. Mm. Oh, uh, deep sweaty banana? No, no. Oh. No, but you're, 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 you're on the right um, – Hmm. How do I, how do I best word this? You're on the right a chromatic path. Mm. Yeah, to- that's what that's what chewing the inside of cheeks is for. I'm a professional. Okay. Sometimes. Okay. And off to the right uh, along the eastern seaboard, Unredo Tech. Good morning. Hello. It's good to have you guys. I am giving kitty cats kitty treats. That's kitty cats. perfectly fine. Any and all jokes about Mrs. Slocum can be directed directly over to him at any time. You're welcome. <laughs> and of course, if you're with us live, you can join us over on the live chat, which means, Stephanie, hi, Felis, hello. You baked me a cake. Ate it too, I'm, I'm assuming. Matter of fact, I, did, I, I have not actually had any cake. Uh, I did not get any, you know, okay. So here's the thing with my son and I, for the longest time, we've, I've, because of the way that things can work and not work because of scheduling things, we've kind of had this thing where when your birthday happens, whatever that week is, is your birth week. 
So you can you can take a few extra liberties with stuff that you otherwise would go, eh, I really shouldn't do that. And your actual birthday birthday is a day where, you know, th- no does not exist, really. I mean, it, it does, but, you know, it, it doesn't. So, yeah, you want to do something special. You want to you go out for a drive somewhere or do something. You know what? It's your birthday. Okay. It's your birth week. All right, you want to go? You want to go to a special place? Uh, uh, you know, uh, okay. You know, it's that kind of thing. So, I actually did not really do very much of anything for myself this past week because you know I I I am not really doing a hell of a lot because uh, I'm not. Although I will tell you this: for tonight, I've decided that instead of uh, instead of slurping down more coffee because I made coffee. Uh, and I, I really should not be drinking anymore for the rest of the night. I've decided instead that I was going to use this jug, this ceramic jug that was uh, a gift to me from my sister-in-law, who has continued to stay in touch with us and 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 everything. And I, she's absolutely wonderful. And I have orange juice in here. No, I'm not going to tip it over so you can see it. It's ceramic. You can't see in it. Tough. And if you go ahead and say, oh, well, shoo, what time is it? Take a look on your watch. Yeah, dumbass, I'm not wearing a watch. And it would go on this wrist anyway, see? That's the way that it works. Although I did get Army of Dark Chocolate Dark Roast Small Batch from Bones Coffee from my friends. I have not tried this out yet. It's good to be there. Or wait, no, wrong movie. Uh... It Hell says, to the king, baby. Yeah, it says dark roast, dark chocolate. Yeah, baby. Good, bad. I'm the guy with the gun. Yeah. I saw somebody- uh, for, for for clarification, I actually except for Nerf, I don't own a gun. Yeah. Oh, this oh, that's the first time I've actually I have an smoked. extensive knife collection, and I'm good with a bow and arrow, so at least they'll never hear me coming. Yeah. Um you know how Bye. Uh, you know how coffee bags have got that that little vent in the back. This is the first time I yeah. actually squeezed it to smell the stuff coming off of it. Oh, mm. that is that is definitely dark chocolate that I smell in there. Ooh. Oh, this is bad. This is bad, dude. Now I want to order it. Mm. We'll have to see. Um, and uh, send me the link to it eventually. No, let's see about that. Yeah. So, for oh, anybody goodness. that's oh, I'm sorry. I was just going to say, oh, goodness, my cousin has stepped in it, and I can't do anything about it. He's probably going to get zucked, too. Well, damn. Yeah, he had to go do this, and now probably going to have some people that get offended and unfriend me over that. Yeah, I mean, a cactus is a little extreme. I would have recommended he start with a pineapple. Just saying, some of my other friends that don't like profanity you're probably going to be offended what i don't understand is why people are still using it <sighs> why there was a news report that the government has to save their whatsapp messages for transparency why the hell is the government who brought up facebook and zuckerberg himself before a freaking you know congressional court and all that other crap are using his product I'm still using it so I can keep in touch with people who are like in other countries and stuff. No, 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 no. I meant like the DOD 
and the and the other letters are actually using mm-hmm. WhatsApp for business purposes. Oh yeah. no, that's really that's not right. Yeah, I, I I agree. No, it's not. The information should Opsec, be through, you know. Yeah, everything should yeah. be through their own domain, their own website, and all correspondences go that way. Period. And if the individuals want to do on their personal time, that's an entirely different thing. But official shit should never be going through this stuff. And see, that's the thing. My um my program office actually relayed a from their leadership uh an initial basically an email down to everybody in it saying, Hey, look, you know, we do all business through business channels. If you need to do outside business channel stuff, do not use WhatsApp. Do not use that. You know, use, you know, you shouldn't be doing anything that's not approved outside those channels to begin with. And you need to question whether or not it's that important that you need to do it outside channels. And if you do, it's that important. You need to do it within channels. In other words, stop using this crap. (laughs) In fact, um, um, one of the people I know in the uh, fr- uh, digital forensics team, the only thing that they use that they will willingly use outside of official channels for things like, hey, are you, you coming in? You seem to be late or, you know, hey, you need to change the schedule or something like that. Something that's business related, but not officially business related is signal. Okay. Yeah. Just because of the levels of security and, and the, the they're, uh, transparency of their systems and such. So when the digi- when a digital forensics team is going, yeah, no, we don't touch WhatsApp. That's a really good sign to not touch WhatsApp. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. When the people who are in the business community uh, in in the business of X Y Z, and they look at something that kind of intersects with X Y Z, and they say, mm, no, it's pretty. It's a pretty good idea. It's kind yeah, of the I mean, reason. Heck, they, I was gonna say it's kind of the reason why people like tech will tell you running a BBS off of a Commodore sixty four, <laughs> though it is doable, it's probably not really well recommended. Totally secure, by the way, but security through obscurity. Well, yeah. But Dude, do you know how many shock faces I got from people when I actually mentioned muds? I was in a group of tech people. There was about 400 of us on a, a giant Microsoft Teams meeting. And I had mentioned, well, you know, if you're going to go back to the bulletin board system days, uh, I know one of my old favorite MUDs is still open on the MUD. And you can go up to mudconnector.com and find it. And people were like, wait, MUDs are still active? Oh, my God. <laughs> the nerd level in the room just skyrocketed. Yep. Uh, I mean, same thing happened. It was like a, I don't know how he got this, but uh, my old director when I worked in Indianapolis, you know, and was in data management and all that stuff. Well, actually, it was renamed Information Systems. Yeah, because we had to, yeah, because we had to like get with the times and come up with a new name. But yeah, he and I would talk about, you know, LARPing and MUDs and all this stuff, and people would just look at us. I never went LARPing. I'd like to, but there was just... I didn't either. And never I was had like, the opportunity. I was like, Doug, you do you, man. But at yeah. least we understood each other. 
He was cool. Yeah, and I, I, never, I never did LARPing because, I mean, that, that means going outside. That means actually getting, like, natural versions of vitamin You've, D instead of the pill-based versions I, I much prefer. It also means I have to smell people's breaths. And uh, if they're anything like what I smell off of mine, no, thanks. I'll pass. Now, I can say that the closest I've gotten to LARPing was a um, – my son and I like to do paintball. So there was a themed paintball theme system going on at one point. So uh, there was one weekend where they were uh, imitating Counter-Strike. So they actually had a field laid out like uh, some of the Counter-Strike maps. Um, they have done ones where they've reenacted uh, actual wars um, and skirmishes and things like that. Um, yeah, so it, it, I've done that. That's the closest I've come. It's still paintball, though. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna close this section off with uh, with four words that I'm expecting people to basically sit back and either laugh uproariously or go, "Huh." The four words are air soft hand grenade. <laughs> yes, those are real things. And yes, you're evil. Those That's are similar to like nerf darts. No, 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 no. 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 There is no. nothing soft no. about no. airsoft. No. No. no, okay. No. So okay. imagine a steel pellet, except made out of plastic, moving oh. at very high velocity. Mm-hmm. Ouch! Mm-hmm. You wear body armor when you play this game, and you still get pockmarked. Yes. For anybody that wants to see some really good playing and some people who really shouldn't be, look up on YouTube. Dutch the hooligan. You will see he uses airsoft hand grenades. You will also end up sooner or later finding somebody who has an airsoft minigun. Yes, like, you know, I promise I will not kill anyone. That kind of that kind of minigun. And there are airsoft landmines. I shit you not. Uh, the other one, if you want to see what good sportsmanship looks like, um, a good professional player, um, somebody who actually knows how to work with their team, but also is kind of the, the one-off player uh, who kind of stays away from the main group for reasons of their play style, how, how it actually assists the team and so on. Uh, Silo and uh, silo entertainment YouTube channel. Um, he used to, he, he just started out just by doing little videos of him and his, uh, airsoft sniper rifle, but he's, he's good. You know, he's, he's exa- if, if you want to em- find somebody to emulate, emulate that guy. Fair enough. <laughs> All right. Let me get us going. And, uh, cause we got stuff. Cause we, as always, we got stuff. So let me roll over here with your, Five minute freestyle because that five freestyle starts right now. Remember what last week's was? Promises. What was it this week? Broken. I knew this was coming. I I I I knew this was coming. The numbering system that I've been using for Rafe Badawi's incarceration is based upon the information that I had as far as to when he was when he was originally arrested, I think. And the reason why I'm saying that is because 
supposedly he was supposed to have been released from his 10 years as of the end of last month. And he wasn't. The Saudi Arabian government has been very mum on the whole situation. They've not said anything, and he's not out, and he's not made contact. His wife's Twitter account has gone ahead and said, if anybody is going ahead and saying that there are news reports from whatever group it was, uh, Amnesty International, I think, was the, the account that they were referencing. I don't know if it was the real one or not. I, I, I was just so disgusted with everything. She put out a thing that basically said, look, if, you, if you've got a thing that says that he's uh, out, yeah, no, don't trust it until you can corroborate it at least three different reputable news organizations. And I get that. Making promises you don't keep hurts. It hurts people's reputations. It hurts organizational reputations. And, you know, I, I said that last time. But we know full well there are groups, there are individuals who just don't care about that. They, they don't see the worth in it the same way that so many of the rest of us do. I've talked about it before. In Japanese culture, the idea of face, you don't lose face. You know, it, your, your reputation is you. You got a good reputation? Okay. You got a bad reputation? That's going to be really, really tough for you to be able to do stuff. People won't trust you. So the Saudi Arabian government, we're still waiting to hear what's going to be happening at this point. We don't know what's going on. Now, is it possible that something has happened to Rafe? Sadly, yeah, that, that is a real possibility still. You know, we're still waiting to hear. And with the way that things have been, without knowing anything about his condition, we can't rule anything out. We can't rule anything out at all. Is there the possibility that something untoward has happened to him? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's something I don't want to think about. None of us want to think about because for people like us, why? You know, yeah, the, the, the big question for the show has always been, you know, why? But for something like this, the question is, why? As in, why would anybody do this? What would be the purpose? What would be the point? What would you get out of it? What possible rationale would there be? Even if there was just some microscopic level of, okay, I can see that level of tuned logic that would come into it. But all we can do is sit back and wait. And know full well that their promise is broken. How do you come back from that? What do you do with that? And it's not just governments, because we know for well, sadly, too damn many people go into government and they they say all the right things, they, they promise all the right promises, they take all the right checks, and when they win, because they do, oh, just I said what I needed to say in order to get here. 
And now I'm going to go ahead and do what it is that I want to do anyway. Which is stuff that we see going on anyway, all over the place. Because the rules don't matter. Why, why bother with the rules? When I want to get what I want to get so that I keep getting money and acclaim from people who don't know any better, doesn't matter if I break my word. Because people are just going to go ahead and buy it up anyway, time and time again. And that makes it harder on the rest of us. As a real quick aside, it happens in love too. It's episode 398 on the docket, Your Honor. Fealty without informed consent. Now, uh, I do want to say the title in my head was actually a little bit longer. The actual full title would have been, until I shortened it, Fealty without informed consent is slavery. So keep that in mind as we move along, because there, there's stuff. There's stuff. You know, going back real quick to what you were saying about broken promises, mm. you could see it in, uh, in in the news. You know, Russia and Ukraine agreed on a mutual location as a safety corridor for those who are on combat to vacate the Ukraine. How long did that okay. last? And what happened? People started vacating. Russia opened fire. Yep. So much for promises. And then Russia blamed the Ukraine for it. Fantastic. Well, we knew that was going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. I, I As soon as I heard that there was a quarter, I was like, oh, so what you're saying is, is Russia's setting up a fish in a barrel. Yeah. So I really hoped I was wrong. I was not wrong. As we're recording up tonight's show, with no news as of 15 minutes before airtime, it is now, according to my counting, nine years, eight months, 20 days out of a 10-year sentence for Rafe Badawi. And we're still waiting. And we're still waiting. And we're still waiting. Brighten it up a little bit. Let's go on over to the horrible scopes because, um, yeah, there is, there's, there's stuff about the horrible scopes and we'll tell you, we'll tell you as we get closer up to it. So reminding everybody that if you know what your astrological sign is, cool. If you don't just roll a D12, it's not going to matter. I'll show you how this is going to play out. Aries. You had a lot of complaints, but using change.org to let everyone else know about them might not have been the best of ideas. Just because you think Star Trek Discovery and Picard should be relegated to non-canon status doesn't mean thousands of people are going to agree with you. Or maybe they do. From what I've heard, they, yeah, they, they kind of do. Well, but, yeah, there are factions in there. So, yeah. There's that. Taurus. You've been sad over a lie that's been told for almost 40 years. Atreus' horse, Artax from The Never-Ending Story, didn't die in the swamp scene. She was given to Noah Hathaway at the end of filming 
but due to the financial burden, he left her in German with his writing double. She's dead now, though. Oh, get over yourself. She died in 2009. I left off a Y. Gemini, you don't get off the hook either, Gemini. You know that Hall & Oates song from 1981? You've gotten the name wrong all this time. It's titled, You Make My Dreams. Not, You Make My Dreams Come True. However, in 1976, Cindy Greco released the song, Making Our Dreams Come True, which you might better know as the theme to Laverne and Shirley. Enjoy getting those songs out of your head now. I actually tracked down the original song, the actual album cut. It's not mm-hmm. a bad song. I like it. Yeah, it was great. It's amazing how some of the songs are different when you track down the original versus the TV intro. Like, there's the, if anybody's ever watched the cartoon series, uh, which ran for two seasons, uh, Megas XLR, mm-hmm. it's it's a rock intro. It's like 30 seconds, 40 seconds long, but you can get the actual song, which is like two and a half minutes long. Yeah. Yeah. And it's great. I love, I love doing that. I love doing that. Cancer Moonchild, you're going to be presented with a choice this week. You can either think about it or act impulsively. Unless the question is, should I go around these railroad crossing arms? The answer will be, do it. Leo, travel plans will be hampered by fog this week. Yeah, get that. Fog. In the middle of winter. It might be uncomfortable, but keep the car as hot as possible so you don't collect ice all over the car's roof. And slow down since the ground might be iced over. Or just don't go out this week. That's always an option, you know. Yes. And around here, we call that frog for frozen, fro- frozen fog. Yeah. And then there's black eye. I was, I was thinking along the lines of, you know, you got this sheet of ice up on top of the car roof and, you know, you're at a good clip of speed and either one of two things happens. Either it gets ejected forcefully with air pressure and just lifts off because Bernoulli's principle or whatever the hell it is, or option two, you slow down and it slides forward and launches to like we discussed last night, the guy that's driving around, the idiot that's driving around with a convertible and slices his head off because it just chunk right. Th- don't 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 let that happen to you. Is what I'm yeah, saying. Fr- frozen fog and frizzle, those are problems. Well, I will say that you know if you just move down to where I live, you don't have to worry about that because tomorrow's weather call- forecast calls for 80 degree weather. Yeah, we're getting tornadoes tomorrow. Yay! Jeez. Well, I am a flashlight buff, uh, so make sure you charge all your batteries. That's fair. (laughs) Oh, it's my turn. Yep. Virgo, you will have the surreal distinction of having actually killed a tardigrade. We're as surprised by it as you will be. It survived the filming of The NeverEnding Story, and here, 40 years later, you kill it in a weird septic tank accident. There's only one way to prevent this. Don't poop at home this week. 
Were you listening to these last night, by the way, Tech? No. Ah, good. You missed out on some of that. No, that's... Nothing. No, I, I joined you later when you guys were talking about sugar-free gummy bears. Yeah, we're, we're not gonna, we're not gonna. But pooping at other places is just wrong. No, it's not. I love pooping at other people's homes. I get oh. to find out whether or not their plunger works. Oh no, no. Or you know, he could just bring his own, which is worse. <laughs> That's what I thought, Libra. <laughs> oh, do I have a? Uh... Crap! I don't have anything that I can uh, that I can use for uh, uh, sound effects over here. Well, damn it! All right, you know what? Fine. Uh, I'll I'll just I'll just I'll just live with it. Twisting your neck and hearing a crackle isn't great, but not the end of the world. Twisting your neck and feeling it crackle is worse. Twisting your neck, hearing and feeling it crackle, then feeling nothing still isn't the end of the world. You're not that important. Twisting somebody else's neck and hearing a crackle is a sign that you're you've gone too far. Limit. And here yeah. it is, by the way, Tech. Here it is. Scorpio, ferrets, ferrets everywhere. Signing up to be an animal rescue foster parent is great, but ferrets are a handful, especially in groups, which is called a business, by the way. They sleep 15 hours a day, and at that point, they're wired like they drank 24 ounces of Dimitas. And the worst part? They're awake around sunup and sundown. So good luck sleeping through that alarm clock. And this is true. All of it. Mm -hmm. I'm so glad that I had you read it before we came on, because I don't think you'd have been able to get through that one. Just as as, as a cold read. Sagittarius. Robert Palmer, famous for rock songs like Bad Case of Loving You, Addicted to Love, and Simply Irresistible. Famous for putting on rock concerts in a suit and tie like he had just finished working a shift at a bank. Also sang the song Change His Ways, where he yodels. It was even a top 40 song, hitting 21 on the Irish charts. So, this week, if you think you have a terrible idea, run it past some Irish folks and see what they think before trying it out. Yeah, he learned to freaking yodel. <laughs> he, he freaking... It's not a bad song. It's really bizarre, though. But it's... it's Yodeling it, is bizarre. Agreed. Agreed. I like the heavy metal yodel, where the guy uh, took a video of a professional yodeler, yodeler, a really good yodeler, and then added some heavy metal guitar riffs to it. Okay, now see, that's that's not the same thing that I thought that you were doing. I thought you were going to say, like, really the, like the, the, the lead singer from Striper learned to yodel or something. Oh, oh that would be, ooh, the Foo Fighters should learn to yodel. That'd be great. It's not the, it's just Foo Fighters. Foo Fighters. Because Dave Grohl, yodeling? No. Uh-uh. No. Oh, that'd be hilarious. No. But his no. his, uh, his uh, covers from the Hanukkah sessions were actually pretty good. Uh, I, I would and I've, agree. Done, I've been a terrible parent. I told my son that uh, Dave Grohl and you know the entire Foo Fighters band came out with a movie. And he said, who? 
I, I'm I'm sorry. I failed him. I will commit seppuku later. I'm going to completely step aside from that one, and I will simply say, people, if you don't know what's going through my head right now, um, who's on stage from Animaniacs? You're welcome. Yeah, that one's good, too. Capricorn, nostalgia is not your friend this week. You have to accept that there are some TV shows from the 70s and 80s you should not buy on DVD. Carl Sagan's Cosmos. Sure, that's a good one. The Joy of Painting with Bob Ross. It's it's a lot of episodes, but sure, okay, it's probably going to be a hell of a lot easier to store than on VHS, because that's, that's a lot. Electra Woman and Dinah Girl. No. The 2001 pilot for TV reboot was worse. Try to picture this. Night Court's Christine Sullivan as a spandex-clad, smoking booze and washed-up superhero. <laughs> yeah, just uh, play N64 games instead this week. Just, just no. Yeah, that would be um, scary. Mm-hmm. Aquarius, your Chinese fortune cookie fortune says, help, I've been trapped in a fortune cookie factory since early 2020. Please get me out of here. Uh, okay, time for a morality question. Do you go to Brooklyn, New York and release this person from the factory? Or let them stay there in relative safety? And for you Python programmers, your DIY lucky lotto numbers are generated with the command print random dot radit zero comma forty. Yep, just just do that seven times and you you get your numbers. By the way, yeah. So we'll have to redo this again. Print left parentheses random dot randit. Left parentheses, zero, comma, 40. Right parentheses, another right parentheses. That okay, works. Here we go. That, that's good. What, while you were doing that one, I, I, I had the Animaniacs go through my head. Wheel of morality. Turn, turn, turn. Tell us the lesson we must learn. Always wash your socks with cold water. Fantastic. Good night, everybody. I always thought it was, you can always lead a horse to water, but you can't teach Madonna how to act. <laughs> Pretty sure that's how that one went. Anyway, finish it up. All right. Pisces. Lots of birthdays happen this week. So here's what we can tell you, Pisces. Remember the joke about the freshman 15? The extra weight you'll put on the first week of college? You're not in great shape already. And that COVID 19 joke is not a goal. Cut your cake slices thinner this week and eat less of them. <laughs> yeah. Now, uh, the, the funniest part about that one is I know of four people who have birthdays. Sorry, five? Yes. Who have birthdays like basically now. 
Uh, Dowin had his a couple of days ago. Uh, I've got mine today. Um, Stormy. I had a relative who had it a couple of days ago as well. Yeah, but I don't know them. Uh, Stormy, Dragon. Uh, I, I know them. We share a birthday. Uh, Roxanne has got hers. Actually, it's it's tomorrow by my numbering schedule because it's it's the future from where she is. And it also turns out that uh, yesterday, which was the 5th, was No Illusions birthday. So happy birthday to you. One of these Did days I'll get you back. Did you happen to see the picture on Noah's Facebook page of the cake uh, that Lucinda got him? Oh, my. Why was it a vegan cake? No, it was the more, most gorgeous chocolate cake ever. Did it make the baby, was it so good that it made the baby Jesus cry? Because if it didn't make the baby Jesus cry, it wasn't good enough chocolate. I don't know, but I haven't seen snow seen Noah smiling and beaming like that in such a long time. Well, that's because he's been on withdrawal from cigarettes for the last year or two. Well, I mean, that's true, but he was so proud of that case. Yeah, I can't say it's a blame him. Anyway. That was a fantastic picture. Those are your horrible scopes for this week. Remember, if you like what you got, uh, <laughs> whatever. Uh, if you would like me to be nicer or conversely nastier to some, the stars to be nicer or nastier to them, uh, bribe me. Let me know. And remember, I need to know which sign and which way to go or to prompt the stars. And well, if they're conservative, they'll tell you exactly how to go. Well, I... I you know, there's a there's a joke in there somewhere that I, I really shouldn't do right now because, well, there's reasons. Other than that, uh, and for the record, Ofenachi is not a recognized astrological sign. Tough. I have somebody that keeps uh, asking for Ofenachi, the the 13th sign. It and should be, damn it. Don't look at me, man. I, I, don't, I don't make the rules. I have a D13. I could ask by phone to roll for 13, but it doesn't matter. That's not the point. Well, we need to accommodate it because according to NASA, there are 13 astrological signs now. So we're all off on ours. You know what? I don't. Okay. I, I even showed Joseph a link because... Links or it never happened. I made my case. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. I, I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. Anyway. So this, this whole, this whole thing, fealty without informed consent. Holy balls, man. This is, this is not just a religion thing. This is not just a, a liberal versus conservative thing. This is not just a Democrat versus Republican thing over here in the U.S. This is not just a red hat versus blue hat thing. This is a cult thing. And before you start this thinking to yourself. It's also a workers reform thing. I don't understand the, the, the so part of the workers reform movement is taking back uh it's close to socialism in that to if you think of it this way if you're working for a company and there is a increase in the um uh what is that percentage every year that goes up the uh, inflation 
yeah, inflation goes up 7.5%, and your company gives you a 5% raise, you're literally getting a pay cut. Right. And you are working for slave wages. Because when you have to struggle to make ends meet, you'll do anything. And part of the work reform movement is demanding that to stop being treated like workaholics, like slaves, that, you know, the goal is get out of school, work for the next 60 years of your life just so you can spend 10, 15 years relaxing before you die. And in some cases, some companies don't even want you to do that because they push back retirement until you're even older now. And by the way, uh, Bridget, I see the picture. That's that's actually that's pretty a damn cake. Yeah, that is that is pretty damn nice. The bakery I used to work at. This looks very much like one of the cakes that we used to make. Um, it was always a pain in the ass because you know how when when you make a round cake, you're going to go ahead and you're going to bake several uh, round tins. And usually yeah. folks will do, you know, three of them and, you know, you pop them out and you, you know, put stack them one on top of the other and, you know, three layer cake. We, <laughs> at, at that bakery, we would do industrial, you know, because we had all the industrial tins and everything, but we would run them through a slicing machine that would slice them into thirds. Oh, very nice. So when we made these, and I don't even remember what they were what they were called, it was one layer of cake, one layer of um I forget what kind of uh, I forget what filling. kind of frosting it was. But any kind it of was, filling. It was uh cho- chocolate right. Yeah, it was some kind of like chocolate mousse um not it wasn't buttercream that much I remember because I was a that was a different animal entirely. But it was, you know, cake Frosting, cake, frosting, cake, frosting, cake, frosting, cake, frosting, cover the whole thing, and then drizzle a warmed ganache down the sides to give it exactly this kind of, uh, this kind of glaze. And this, 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 this is beautiful because the, uh, it's also got written on it in very nice script, by the way. That isn't, that is a true art. It has the name Noah scripted on it. Along with a bunch of uh, chocolate, chocolate um, roses, yeah, chocolate roses. They're gorgeous. It is that is something piece. I would expect to see on like the Great British British Baking Show. Oh sure, oh sure, yeah, because th- th- that is gorgeous. That is no lie. That is that is really nice looking, dude. If I saw that and it was my birthday, I I, I don't know who got, whoever got it to me, I would kiss them. More importantly, Bridget, if was this uh, was this one professionally made or did Lucinda do this? Uh, he was speaking at, at the Free Flow conference, mm. and I think that somebody at the conference had that made for him. Damn. That is, and he that said is it was chocolate underneath chocolate chocolate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Pretty, pretty. But that is impressive. a gorgeous cake. I'm not sure where they had it made from, but yeah, he, you know, went to go. Yeah, to free flow, and I guess gave a, a talk there or something like that, and was presented with this cake. It'd be really funny if it was, it was from a Christian birthday. bakery. <laughs> 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 then you go back and say, "Hey, by the way, you know how you uh, identify the cakes you made? Yeah, that was made for an atheist. Have a nice day. Bye, bye." 
Yeah, but see, we we wouldn't normally just do if that. you want to troll somebody. Yeah, yeah, we wouldn't normally do that because that's uh, and all right. Anyway, yeah, I would only do that to a bakery who was being a dick to people. But that is a beautiful cake. Oh, and no, no doubt. Yeah, that is really cool. I would have cried, you know, if someone had presented something like that to me. That if I didn't expect it, and I was at a conference, and somebody's like, "Oh, happy birthday." Yeah, that 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 wouldn't surprise me. God, how many how many layers was it? Seven? I think I think it was seven. I don't know, but that's an uh, impressive cake. Anyway, I'll I'll, I'll pr- knowing me, I'll probably remember sometime. You know, four o'clock in the morning, I'm ready to go to sleep. Oh, it was. <laughs> that's assuming that I stay awake until four o'clock. I re- I really don't want to be doing that tonight. Mm. Anyway, okay, so. The whole point of this uh, this topic for tonight, like I said, is that it's really hard for us to think that we are in a cult, and I and I'm using the royal we at this point because nobody wants to be told that they've done something wrong. We know that we've talked about that on too damn many occasions because you know there is a certain matter of feeling like you're an idiot for it, which depending as to what's going on, you know, it could be completely deserved. However, there are a number of times where people will say, you're just as bad as whatever the other group is. Doesn't matter what it is. And yes, there is the whole Tukwokwe fallacy. Did I, did I say that right? Holy crap, I think I actually did say it correctly. I keep screwing it up. Too quick away? Yeah, that is right. Shit. All right. One for me. I'd, I'd pat myself on my back, but I, I'm old. I, I, I don't get out so much vitamin D deficiency. I don't want to You need snap yoga. I, mm, I, I can't turn off the microphone feed to YouTube to tell you what it is that I think I need. So I'm just going to go right past that right now and and- – <laughs> keep keep going on here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's probably the best choice. It 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 actually really 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 is. So when when we and and again, I'm using royal we for a second. When we say this group is categorically wrong because of something that they're doing or advocating for. Let me give you a perfect example. Um, the khaki wearing polo shirt clad tiki torch wielding motherfuckers. I, I'm sorry. Did I say that one out loud? I'm sorry. Uh, Neo-Nazis. When, when those of us who do not fall into that category, go ahead and call them out as being fascist, neo-Nazi race supremacists. And then they turn around and call us whatever it is and both sides are working against each other it's all too easy believe it or not to fall into the i'm right you're wrong done it's too easy to have that happen and i know for well the dallins you know dallins railed upon this point and and in in some cases justifiably so But the piece that I'm dealing with at this point is there are 
thousands upon there are there are millions. All right, let's 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 call a spade a spade for a second here. There are literal millions and millions of people in the United States specifically who think that the former guy is all that is completely right about all things. And they have effectively sworn fealty to this guy, sight unseen for anything and everything that he wants to do and say, without having, as Joseph would put it, the critical thinking skills to keep them safe from exactly that same problem. And that is a problem of long-term failures of education. And that's, that's where I'm going right now for tonight, because this is a problem because of religions, because of uh, governing groups. Well, see, now here's, here's, here's that enters into it. It's, yeah, it, it, it is. And this, this is where I it, it's it up. not the only thing. Uh, no, it, it's not. And that's part of the problem. Uh, there, there are, there's only so much that you can do with standardized education. And by standardized, I mean, um, up through what we would otherwise consider a person's 18th year of age in education, which is typically in the United States is typically referred to as, you know, 12th grade. Uh, I don't know what it would be, uh, in, uh, in the UK. Uh, so I, I forget what it is off the top of my head, but it's, it's typically the year before you would otherwise go on to college or university. And this level of education is typically subsidized by taxpayers because I mean, that's everybody pulls their money so that, you know, this happens. The problem is not always it happens. It's not always a failing in the education system at that point, but that there are forces at work chipping away after those instructions have taken and slowly whittle it away until suddenly it's just that that area is laid bare ripe for the pickings and brains just get picked on and reprogrammed over long term because if there's anything that we know it's that long term changes can be small and have incredible changes later. Yes, I intentionally strung that out because you you what's what what is what is the best example that I've ever had? If you have a car, if you have an automobile, you put it into drive and then have it drive forward. Not straight forward and you leave the steering wheel alone. If you had a perfectly flat everything to drive on, no roads in the way, no nothing in the way, you will eventually come back to your starting point. I don't mean that as you will eventually drive around the surface of the earth. 
I mean that eventually you will have turned in a circle because even if your wheels are off by even any percent of a degree in either direction, you will no longer be driving in a straight, true line. You will eventually come back. It's just a question of how long it'll take. And sadly, the very same damn thing is happening with people after they've gotten out of their subsidized education levels. And that's what I think has really happened to so many of these people with the conservative parties. I'm not necessarily going to say Republicans, although Republicans tend to be conservative and conservatives tend to be Republican. So, I mean, I don't want to necessarily bundle them all together, but, you know, if, if the racist shoe fits up your ass, you know, take it. I mean, one of the things that I have a problem with is the fact that there's no civics courses in schools anymore. But, I mean, there are some few schools that still have it, uh, high schools. But in the 70s, a conservative group encouraged the government to get it out of the public education system. And the reason for that is when you have students, when you have the younger generation understand what their, uh, what their rights are as an American citizen, they're likely to flex those rights. For example, um, companies here, – here, here's, here's an example that a lot of companies say, hey, uh, upon hiring, if you talk to anybody about your pay, uh, we'll fire you about how much yep. you make. Well, uh, guess what? Federal law in the United States of America says that you can talk about your pay. You're yep. actually protected from that. The only time it doesn't work is in at-will states because at-will states, they can fire you for no reason, whereas non-at-will states, they actually have to have just cause. Yeah, which is bullshit. Yeah, but look at how many states right. are now at-will, though. All right. There's not many states Most left. Of them. Yeah, there's like uh, something like, I think it's like two or three states left that are not at-will yet. But the point is, is that, you know, a lot of Americans don't realize that. And what happens is... what. What the metric shows is that when you have a company of people who do talk about their pay and get a general idea of what their base pay should be for their position, the people who are being underpaid and take advantage of strike back to the company. They're like, hey, you need to pay me what I'm worth or I'm walking. Mm -hmm. you know. And they're more emboldened. Well, when you look at any entity that has a position of authority, government, companies, um, anything at all. And they're used to having control of the people. And somebody comes along and shows those people, hey, there's a better way to live. What do those people typically do? They fight back against their quote-unquote oppression, right? Whatever form it may be taking. Empires and organizations and governments and companies don't go quietly. They, they will literally start a war to bring back the status quo and, and prevent change. And that's part of the problem. We as a species should be embracing moving forward to better humanity. And we just have too many people in too many positions of authority going, no, you don't need that. Just do what I tell you. Everything's going to be fine. You won't even have to think for yourself. You'll love it. Well, the other side of that, though, is how do people know what they don't know? Exactly. And that's where the education, in, in my 
part of the argument. That's part of the education reform that we need. Mm-hmm. Getting civics back into the schools so that we understand our rights as American citizens. That's just one of many steps we need to take to get that going. Well, yeah, the other part of that, too, is, you know, I had seen this addressed by a caller on, uh, you know, David Pakman that had called in and we need to push some sort of a course starting in grade school. Um, you know, because I remember doing research papers. I mean, they weren't like, you know, APA format and stuff, but even I had to do research papers in second and third grade. Now, back then, you know, we still had to pull out encyclopedias and things because we didn't have the Googles and all that stuff. But, you know, somebody had said that we need to create some sort of a, you know, how to research course or a media literacy course that could be introduced in grade school. Yeah, I love where you're going with this. Because that's and what I, I my think son that, that is a it. great idea. And yeah, you know, sure, you know, third and fourth graders might not be savvy enough to pick up on, you know, how news sources are slanted and things like that, but they can be taught and, you know, shown what is a good, reliable source and what is not and how to go find them. And, you know, kids don't even know how, you know, don't even know how to go about finding neutral sources now in college anymore. And sure, I, you know, if if we could go in second, third grade and go get encyclopedias and library books and use those to write papers with, it was only like two or three pages. You know, that's the perfect age to introduce kids to that kind of a thing. Hell yeah. We need to do it. Yeah, I've said before, you know, for me, I remember uh, junior high school that there was a short time where it was, how do you tell the difference between an opinion and a fact? And it was an incredibly short amount of time. And it was just, you know, okay, moving on. Now, admittedly, that is a very, very important piece to, to learn how to do. But unfortunately, at least in my experience, and I know one man's experience is not, you know, data. If what I experienced is anything typical, you know, the the education system, even in the 80s, kind of failed us out and didn't really prepare us for the things that we would need to know in times like this. And I want to, I also want to kind of caveat onto that. Who in the eighties would have ever believed that we would be in a situation like we are now where there are people who are saying, um, people should simply get themselves infected with a disease to intentionally weed out the weak because it's good for the economy and it will grant a greater portion of the population immunity long term. Oh, we still had assholes that thought like that back then too. They just didn't have mass communicate easy access to mass communications. So they kind of kept to their social circles and their little groups and that was it. And they didn't speak out because a lot of people like that were shamed 
But whereas now we have a political figures and mo- multiple news figures that are like, hey, be as racist as you want. We'll support you. Yeah. Be as stupid as you want. We'll support you. Yeah. To, to that end, uh, the, the one that I, th- I think that you might have been alluding to would have been things like uh, pox parties for chicken yeah. pox. Now, uh, uh, kind of help me out on this one a little bit. To, no, no, no. To round that, this out a little can't... bit. Um, 70s and 80s. The long-term, ide- uh, the long-term problems of chickenpox, if I remember right, at that time, really wasn't that well known. But right. chickenpox was still considered an inconvenience more than anything else. But well, yeah. But I mean, back then you had people that would get it younger and might not have as severe an outcome as adults who came down with it. Yeah. yeah. And then there are those of us who got it twice. Thank you very much. Appreciate that. Thank you. Um, the, 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 the point that I'm going at is chickenpox was kind of at the time thought of as much more an inconvenience illness. It wasn't because it didn't kill everybody. Yeah. It didn't well, kill. they didn't have to do, they didn't see people coming down with shingles and things like that later. Yeah. And we don't know what's going to be happening with this sudden global onslaught of a disease. God, I can't believe there are people right now. All right. Ignoring the, the pox party ideas for a second, the idea that there are people who are absolutely discounting the disease, uh, the, uh, germ theory of disease. Yeah. I mean, the f- why, why don't you just tell me that you don't believe in the theory of the tectonic plate activity? I mean, shit. Well, they don't. Or they the believe that earthquakes are a uh, punishment from God for sins and has nothing to do with tectonic plates or anything else. And it's really hard to argue back to those people and get through to them. They think HIV is a pox from God, too. Or at least used yeah. to. I don't know who still does it. Oh, God damn it. There Some probably is. There probably still is. God, I'm thinking, you know, I'm, I'm freaking over this thing. natural disaster on the gays and abortions. I love when those moms were saying that uh, um, COVID was a punishment for God for people who uh, engaged or supported homosexuality, and then they died of COVID. Yeah. That one, that one, I may have laughed. Well, and... At the irony of the situation, mind you. And going off on another tangent because we have a tendency to do that and my brain is all over the place anyway this freedom convoy that's going on in dc what is that on about because most of the things they are quote-unquote protesting uh, isn't to not wear a mask what what mandates i mean you still have to wear a mask when you fly on a plane that's a thing i doubt that's why they're in dc is because they don't want to have to wear a mask on a plane they're bitching about, uh, you know, increased gas prices. And it's like, so you're driving vehicles that get two to three miles per gallon to go bitch about gas prices. And well, you're spending all this money 
driving there on gas. If a certain Saudi prince would just stop saying, <sighs> hey, look, you know, you need to stroke my ego. The gas prices would be a little bit more reasonable. Well, that's for people who have no idea what I'm talking about. Uh, look up Saudi princes and oil control and have a nice yeah. day. But, but what people do not seem to understand, and this goes back to critical thinking, there's so much, is that, you know, uh, you know, the former guy was spewing a lie that we were energy independent when he was in charge. And it's like, no, that's not how this works. That's not how any of this works. You know, people, whether it's ExxonMobil or whomever, you know, all oil goes on the world market. Everybody that purchases it pays the same price. It doesn't matter how much we drill here. It is going on the world market. It has nothing to do with how much you're going to pay, no matter how many pipelines we open. And people thing, do not understand that. The other thing is, is um, you know, we have an easy way to help control the, the gas prices. It's called work from home. And yet, the current president gets on the air and says, okay, it's time to stop working from home. Go back to the office. Wrong, asshole. Well, <laughs> it's not that time. If you maintain work from home, we consumed less oil. Prices will go down. We still need the truckers to drive and trains to go and the planes to fly to ship products and, and necessities and goods, food, medicine, and so on around the place. So the burden would be less on them by us choosing to continue to work. Yeah, where, but, where I understand, but I understand why he's against that, though. And I hear what you are saying, but there's a domino effect there. When you have so many people working from home then that causes other businesses to go under because you no, ha no longer have people in the center of the city working who need services and goods and food and things. And so those places go under and then you have decay and blight. I, I, so it's it, it feeds yeah, off of each other. I mean, there is no easy solution. No, there is. But we can choose to drive less. We can choose to yeah. travel less. We can choose where in... Instead of being in the office five days a week, we could go in twice a week. Yeah, I mean that's yeah. and that's slow fair. down. Exactly. Yeah, slow stop. Down. Stop this. Stop and go rubbernecking bullshit on four ninety five and i ninety five and all that other crap. There is no reason for Preach. that. Stop. Go. Stop. Go. Stop. Go. Stop. Go. Okay, you're not going to get there any faster. You know, I I I know this is kind of sideways to everything, but I, I don't I don't care. I remember in the 70s where there was this big PSA push to tell people, don't rabbit your car at a stoplight when it turns green. And yeah. that's true. Yeah. The person who's running the red light will hit you. That's No, rabbiting is horrible for fuel efficiency. Yeah, for for those that that are kind of wondering what the hell that that means, the idea was that if you're in a stoplight, it turns green. Don't just gun the engine. Yes, you have to accelerate. Yes, you have to get out of somebody else's way, but you can do it far and away gentler. Uh, my car, twenty thirteen uh, Honda uh, CRV. I'll, I'll I'll go ahead and I'll tell you. I wanted a, a manual transmission. You can't get them in a manual transmission anymore. Honda, thanks ever so much. Screw you two. The, um, it, it has an electronic readout 
that shows you on, on the dashboard what your instant fuel efficiency is. And I try to keep it, even though this is an SUV, I try to keep it close to 30 miles to the gallon, instant read. And I'm usually pretty good at that. And mm -hmm. why? Because it's a, admittedly, it's a relatively oversized vehicle for what I need truly day to day, which I don't get out much more than like once a week, but you know, whatever. But I mean, you can do it too. You just take your time, man. Just relax. You want to show off sometime and, and, you know, blow somebody's doors off? Um, I mean, why? But there, there was a, I was at the gas station yeah. today. A guy pulled into the gas station like there was no speed limit in the world and like he needed to, like he was, you know, somebody's leg was cut off. He, after he pulls into the parking lot, damn near taking my door off. That's a problem. He casually gets out of the car, casually walks into the gas station, casually buys a pack of cigarettes, casually walks back to his car, slowly puts on his seatbelt, just his radio, whatever, you know. And then as soon as he engages, peels rubber out of the parking lot, peels rubber down the road, boom, 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 off he goes. And I was like, you're the There's fucking problem, guy. Yeah. You are the problem. People like that okay. are going to get other people hurt. Because I'll tell you. That is yeah. Not, yeah. Driving I'm having like to, that is not going to make your dick bigger. It's not. And when I was having to do the commute thing, you know, every day, and, you know, still run errands and things like that, um, you know, I have enough power in my car where if I need to get out of the way because somebody has, like, blown through a light or something like that, my car will go. But, you know, I drive, you know, steady. I was taught to drive like you have an egg beneath your shoe and the pedal. You know, so you, you know, gently accelerate, gently brake, all that stuff, and nothing, you know, no jerky, whatever. But, you know, if I am running errands and driving to work and stuff like that, you know, I've got a 13-gallon tank in my car. And I was having to stop and get gas about every 12 days. And I never let it get empty. It gets to a quarter of a tank and I fill it back up. Um, no, no sediment gets into the fuel line if you've got some. Well, I mean, it does. But I'm just, I'm just saying that I don't waste crazy amounts of gas. I drive like a sensible person. I plan my routes out, you know, and consolidate them to where they make sense. And I don't have extra driving and things. It's all planned out. You're an old biddy. You use MapQuest, don't you? I used to. Yeah, I, I. They tried to make me do that at, at work. I mean, I don't. I'm not forced to, but I just do it in such a way to where everything's organized, and yeah. I'm not wasting a whole bunch of gas. And I had to start doing that back during when was it uh, Katrina? Mm. When gasoline went from like a buck 86 to almost five dollars a gallon just in the blink of an eye yeah you know um you know i don't i don't i don't act out my car and i mean sometimes i will do you know the wee thing like if i'm on a long road trip going through the mountains and there's nobody in the car with me i have a little fun but you know i don't ride people's bumpers and dodge in and out of traffic and gun it 
There's no need. See, I get it that there are some people who need vehicles that get 10 miles to the gallon because they drive the backcountry roads. Their machines, their vehicles have to get to locations that Mm -hmm. no other kind, you know, you're just not going to get there with a Prius. Doesn't matter how much you uplift the suspension, put different tires on, because I'm part of the Prius forum. Not that I own one, I want one, but I don't own one. But I've seen the conversion kits and stuff so people can take a Prius Mm off-road. It's still not going to get to some of the places that, like, a Jeep Wrangler is going to get to. No. So I understand that we have specific vehicles for certain reasons. But when you're that jerk who is rolling coal because you're taught to hate a certain people, and to not believe in climate change and everything else. You're being a slave to this crap, okay? You're being a slave to a cult of personality that pits us versus them, okay? I understand if you want a truck where you get up in it and you can see, you know, the whole road, that you're not stuck behind somebody and can't see around them because they're driving that minivan with the tinted windows. I get it. But at the same time, you don't have to reconfigure your exhaust system and your fuel efficiency. Because you think climate change is malarkey and you're out to prove it. Okay? You don't have to do that. I'm just saying, I've got a sports car that's, what, 20 years old? A little more than that? that, So you get like seven miles to the gallon. That is not necessarily the most fuel-efficient thing ever because, you know, it wasn't aerodynamic and it's old. But I get about 39 miles to the gallon because I don't drive like a dickhead. I had a 78 Monte Carlo at I'm one sorry. point in my life. Oh, dude, you don't get it. I had the the, the LX, the luxury version. It was, it was V8. It had the four-barrel carburetor. It was a beauty of a machine. And when it got out on a highway and you got it up to 55, 60, 65, depending on what highway you were on, it was like riding on air. It was so smooth. And the engine at high speeds was relatively efficient. I could get on the highway about, for, for a vehicle of its time, I could get 12 to 13 miles to the gallon if I if I coaxed it up to the speed gently. Okay. Now, when I was in the city, <laughs> I could press on the pedal and watch that gas needle go, wee! The gas yeah. needle go from full to empty. <laughs> Look at that thing travel. <laughs> Yeah, my mileage it go. You know, when I have to do like a bunch of stop signs is not quite so good. You know, I will I will say that. But whose is you know? But I've met people who piss on somebody who has an eco friendly car just because they have an eco friendly car. It's like, yeah, where yeah. is this hatred coming from? And of course, yeah. it comes from the mentality of, oh, somebody's eco friendly. They must be buying into this climate change bullshit, and oh, they're. Oh, you know, there must be a, a commie, hippie, liberal socialist. And I was like, dude, you don't even know what half that shit means, okay? Yeah. You, don't, there- you really don't. You really don't have a concept of what it truly means to be a socialist or Republican or a Democrat or a communist or any of that stuff. Because you're not using the shit in the right way, okay? Mm-hmm. Sit down with, a th- with, with an encyclopedia, a thesaurus, and a dictionary, and please look these things up. Please start using them the right way. Okay, because believe it or not, you live in a democratic so you you live in a a, a, a a democratic slash republic country. Okay, we have it's kind of a blend. 
and we have policies that are of a combination of dem democracy and socialism. And we have some policies that are straight so okay, and some other policies that are just democratically elected. And then, uh, then we have some policies that we didn't want and we weren't given a choice because some people in power said, eh, fuck. So you look around at this stuff and it's a real eye opener of, wow, I've actually been supporting a socialist policy all this time and it's helpful to other people and it's actually a good policy and, but it's socialism. Socialism's bad. It's like, no, 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 dude. When you're taught not to think for yourself and somebody says, and the person that you're, you're listening to who's been teaching you not to think for yourself says socialism is bad, that's all you're going to think. You're, you're just, you're an echo chamber. Yeah, you want to socialism? socialism certain, well, I was going to say socialism in certain forms, just like any form of ism, can be used wrong. Yeah, because any tool can be used improperly socialism yeah. you want to talk about things that uh, are are simply accepted as as just a, a a good even though it's a socialist ideal how about we just start off with um fire departments yeah nice and simple the original fire departments wouldn't put out a building they'd go around with buckets until they made enough money to pay for putting out the building yeah i mean the one that really killed me was back during the Emergence of the Tea Party was keep your government hands off my Medicare. Yeah, right? That made me facepalm so many times. People just don't get it. And that's the biggest problem. problem. That is truly the biggest problem. Um, what was like, it? That, that problem is about to get us dragged into a really bad war, too. Yeah. Um, I wasn't even going to go to the war about I was just going to say well, that, that these people are just regurgitating whatever they're told. They are. But, and, and like, even some of the people that are like, go institute a no-fly zone. And I'm like, do you not understand what that entails? That entails having to shoot down planes, which means war. Yeah. Um, yeah. Backing, backing up, by the way, because I... I have been watching what's going on over over there with you guys talking uh, on the on the chat. Um, the, uh, Felix had said a little while ago they need to bring back critical thinking uh, as a required class. Uh, I would not normally say something like this, but bless your soul. Oh, if only I would I would be fine with making it part of. English and communications, because mm -hmm. the, the idea that we go through English class to learn all the rules of language that we use, but it's still forming and evolving and, and things don't always necessarily work the way that we've been taught these days. Ah, uh, you know. Having a much longer course on critical thinking, I would love that. Thank you very much. When was the last time you had to remember how to format a uh, business letter versus an informal letter to someone and get the margins right? And where 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 does the date go? Where does where does the date go versus okay the addresses? Oh, because you, you're supposed to have both addresses for who you're sending it to and where it's coming from. And the date goes over. 
Okay, I don't remember. Do they even teach that it. anymore? I don't think they do. I don't. Truth be told, I don't know. But I remember from some of the stuff that I have seen lately. I remember learning it too. But from some of the things that I have seen lately, yeah. working you know in corporate America, people do not know how to do that anymore. You know what would be? You know what would be great? Instead of necessarily thinking a uh, 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 critical thinking by name, how about a journalism? A semester of journalism, doing a school newspaper that every class has to go through for a semester, learning how to write, learning how to trace down information, how to interview people, and then how to communicate that out. Because there's so Um, damn many pieces that could go into that. And I'm going to address Stephanie on this one. Hmm. I wish we could, but... Well, Well, could what? Uh, introduce some kind of a critical thinking skills class Hmm. in high school, but at the university level here in the United States now, it used to be a requirement to have some humanities classes, philosophy, uh, ethics, something along those lines to teach you how to do some critical thinking, and those are no longer required to graduate either. They're killing off humanities requirements altogether, and I think that is a horrific mistake. Of course they are. The f- Did you not see the huge backlash out of like southern schools and, and uh, uh, school districts in um, uh, what do they call it? The, uh, the religious zones, the, uh, Bible God, belt. my brain fart, huh? Yeah. Oh. The Bible belt and so on. When people started to learn about the religions that were generally practiced in other countries, oh, holy balls, did people lose their freaking minds? It wasn't the kids learning the stuff that was losing their minds. It was their it parents. Was, it was the parents. Oh dear God. How do you treat their teach my little bot sweet bobby Susie or whatever the hell their goddamn name is about somebody who has a different belief we can't have them think that people are different oh my god the worst the absolute worst item i have ever seen along those lines was when there was a poll that asked should we allow our schools to teach our children Arabic numerals? God, yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, people, I saw that one. I saw people that one. lost their minds. Oh, my God, I was laughing at that so hard. <laughs> I know I shouldn't have been. I know I shouldn't have been. I know I should have been crying tears of sorrow and disbelief. Uh, I was. And just at the reactions and everything else. But. You know, I deal with tragedy slightly different. I tend to laugh because that's my coping mechanism. I, yeah, because of the absurdity of it. I'm, I'm completely on board. Oh, it's like because balancing a checkbook is so much easier in Roman numerals. Am I right? I, I don't get it. At, at first, I thought, okay, this is a troll, and the res- the replies to it are trolls. Why? Why do I think it's a troll? Because it's the internet and trolls. Oh, if only. So, if the, only. The, yeah, get that earwig out of your head. They were <laughs> the, uh, serious, though. That's they, the they sad serious. part. Yeah, it blew my mind that you. Know, I, I mean, uh, when Neil deGrasse Tyson was doing Cosmos, mm-hmm. basically the the new iteration of Cosmos, and he was talking about uh, things we've got. You know, the the thing, the the 
different aspects of life that we have and where they come from. People were sending Fox News hate mail. Yeah. You know, and I'm going, you know, I can think of plenty of reasons to send Fox News hate mail, but learning is not a reason I would send Fox News hate mail. Their opinions on the war? Maybe, maybe not. I have better things to do with my life than send some commentary specialist, you know, hey, uh, just because you cut off the retired army general doesn't mean you're right. You know, that that's going to be an argument going on till, you know, the heat death of the universe. But, you know, sending hate mail over, how dare you teach my little boy or girl that our numbers are Arabic numerals. They're English, you know, they're American numbers. I was like, uh, no, they're not. Yeah, just American like use Arabic numerals. Yeah, just we like shouldn't Jesus tell them about them. if we're going to boycott all things Arabic. Then I, yeah, I think that that's what they're trying to do, Shujin. Mm-hmm. I think they're trying to ban all things Arabic. So that's why we have a problem with numeral illiteracy in this country. This is why people can't do algebra because, oh my God, that's Arabic. We can't use an abacus because <gasps> that came from the Middle East. Uh, I honestly think well, that hold, they're hold, trying hold, to hold, rewrite hold, everything. Hold, hold it. No. Uh, the abac- abacus was Asia. Are you sure? Uh, I'm pretty sure it was Japanese. I. I have to Google that because I thought that the abacus came from like, you know, the Persian, you know, area. I thought it was Asia, like Japan, China. It was China. It was first chronicled. It was first chronicled circa 1200 common era in China, according to, um, according to, uh, this, uh, it, it looks like the hell is this site? Um, it's actually a whole site around the abacus itself. It looks like a student posted it from his, uh, his or her, I should say, um, uh, college account. Okay. At Ryerson. Okay. I'll the, put it in the chat notes. Did come up with the, it, the it, concept of zero. Yes. Yes, they did. And algebra. Uh, on their own, yes. Before uh, before Newton, um, I'm sorry, I'm I'm laughing so hard right now because I'm shit. I remember numbering system. So like, here's a history of a computer uh, website. It's saying that the origin of the abacus is still debated. Okay, now, that, that's, that's, that's an fair. honest statement. That's that's. But fair. that the earliest chronicles go back to China and Babylon. Okay. So we're talking, the abacus has been around for a very long time, probably so long that people got accustomed to using it before even starting to write about it. Okay. Uh, But it has a history of use in Greece, China, Rome, Russia, Japan, Babylon. Yeah. Huh. And Stephanie's saying uh, zero comes from India. I... You know what? There's a lot lot of shit I need to relearn. Yeah, I thought that that was the whole Levantine area. Yeah. Damn. And who came up with zero and algebra and all that. I thought that was what Neil deGrasse Tyson even said. Oh, shit. Now, in Wikipedia, there's uh, it, it just goes to show that there is a difference of opinion on the uh, how far back the 
documentation to the abacus goes because it's talking um its reference goes back to the 1300s instead of the 1200s um so there's they're saying at least 1387 <laughs> okay um so yeah it's it's older it's as old as dirt Kind of. By the way, uh, Stephanie, history of math is one of my hobbies. All right. First off, I'm not going to I'm not going to rag on you because that is your hobby. I'm going to rag on you because you use maths with an S because you're British. You're There's British. lots of different kinds of maths. Though. Australians yes, use maths as well because it's I short know. for mathematics, I know. which has an S. I know. I know. Whatever. I, I and just, data. And I, data. Plural. I'm just saying. Yes. You know, I real yes. I realized a long time ago that we had a massive problem with uh, education, and yeah. I I started to think that there was something wrong while I was still in high school, and then later on, I remember at a bar, I was playing a game with a bunch of friends. Then, um, you know, we decided to split. Up. Most of us were done for the night. I was hanging around, gonna have some dinner and all that. And the waitress was saying, uh, had come over and had mentioned that, you know, it was nice to see a bunch of people playing together. This, this is long before COVID, um, you know, people getting together and having a good time. And I said, yeah, you know, it's a lot of fun, you know, using our brains, having a good time. She goes, what are you playing? And I forget what game it was, but it did have some mathematics involved in it. She goes, oh, math is hard. And I turned to her and I go, what? No, 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 ma'am. Math is the easiest thing in the world. She goes, no, no, it's really difficult. And then she told me she never finished math in high school. And I said, ma'am, all math, all math in the world, when you reduce it to its base function, it's only doing one of two things. It's either taking one away from something or adding one to something. No matter how complicated it gets, that's what it always boils down to. Now, it may do that a lot of times over and over and over and over and over again. That's all it's ever doing. And if that's if you always keep that in your mind with math in mind, there is no problem you cannot solve. And then I taught her PEMDAS. Please excuse my dear Aunt Sally. Parentheses, exponents, multiplication, division, and addition or subtraction. The sequence in which you're supposed to process a mathematical formula. Mm -hmm. She had never learned PEMDAS. She doesn't even remember it being, you know, the acronym turned into a mnemonic for memory. Whoever this, her math teacher was, failed her miserably. And I spent just a few minutes because she's a waitress. You know, she had to go around to tables. She came back and I taught her the PEMDAS system. And then I gave her some really easy stuff to work with. By the time I had my dinner in front of me, she could do out basic algebra. Nice. And I realized at that point that, holy fuck, we've got a massive problem in this country when a waitress who handles money can't do basic algebra. Something's fucking wrong. Yeah. You know, there's, there's a thing about this, though, that is really, really tough. And it's something that unless there is a complete radical redo of education in this country, it's not something that can be easily solved, if if ever. And that is the problem of that. Every locality 
has its own ideas on how it's supposed to get the education done. There is virtually no standardization. Now, that does not mean that there are no goalposts for each district, county, state, federal level really isn't a thing. Federal level, I mean, is is not really a thing. There are guidelines that come from the federal level that, you know, you should expect that proper progress should be knowing these things at this age brackets, you know, all that stuff. But there's no standardization on if you are, if you, if you're one of those kids that transfers from one school to another in the middle of a school year, where the hell are you when you go into class? Your host. Yeah. Because there's no way of knowing how close, how far are you to what's actually being taught compared to the teacher that you left versus the teacher that you're going to. You could be ahead. You could be behind. You could be in a completely different area of who, who in the hell only knows. You could end up with, like I said, a teacher that doesn't know how to uh, how to give off uh, PEMDAS in order to get people to understand how to do math. You could be going into uh, you you could be a, a you know slightly higher and going and dealing with um, the beginnings of organic chemistry in chemistry class because you know there's there's some touch on that if you're a good teacher and you got a good class. But, you know, we want we want the younger generations to do better than us. But we need to lay out the foundations for that to have happen. And part of the problem is that we ourselves have, in some ways, been failed. And it's not just by the education system, it's by the people that came before us who did not help lead us, show us what needed to have happen. And those same older generation ones are the ones who have refused to get the hell out of the way and allowed greed to pick at those of us who have been less guarded against exactly the kind of stuff that's been going on. Well, some of it is on purpose too. I mean, yes. if you look at Betsy DeVos, her whole you know, reason for being brought into the Department of Education was to destroy it. Mm. And that is pretty sick. I mean, George Carlin, and I don't have the quotes in front of me right now, but George Carlin was a comedian, actor, voice actors, movies, you know, all things. But he pointed out that, you know, if you're smart, if you think for yourself, people are going to come after you. You know, people in the position of authority are going to come for you. Um, he didn't say it that way, but that was the message. And it was loud and clear. Yeah. And he's not wrong. But here's the sick thing, and and this is going back to, let me do some quick mm, calculations in my head, going back to 
1993. You were going to say quick maths in my head, and you 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 forgot that you were going to use the S. And you, you no, I was trying to no, I was trying to calculate because I was trying to remember when did I get out of the military. Oh. Uh, when did I still live in Arkansas? You know, before I got married, I'm sitting, you know, trying to do the calculations in my head of what year this was, and I'm going to say 1992, 93, something like that. Okay. So this is a minute ago, and you know, living in you know the capital of Arkansas. Okay, and things were so bad even back then. That I knew people who were graduating from high school that could not count change, and they did not know how to tell the difference between a dime and a nickel. And these are people that were in their senior year in high school, could not tell the the difference between a dime and a nickel, even back then. Okay. And it has only gotten worse to that point when we still lived there there was a power outage one time and my husband was getting some you know takeout from kfc or something you know getting some chicken and the power went out in the middle of transaction and so the person said i don't know how much money i owe you just take out of the drawer what you think i owe you and i am not kidding that is frightening um when I was at the when I was working at the drugstore, we lost <laughs> power when I was working at, at retail. But we knew how to, you know, get, figure out the sales tax in our head and look at the price of a book, calculate the sales tax, take a twenty or whatever it was, and count them back their money. God, so I work food service for many years. People. You hand them, them exact change? Yeah. And they don't know what to do. I uh, I worked food service for a lot of years. And at one place that I worked at, the computer systems went down. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, I worked in Virginia. So tax on the food at the time was $0.07 cents on the total dollar, if I remember correctly. And so if you spend a dollar, it was $0.07. Cents. Uh, so... People would come in. We couldn't. Uh, the manager refused to close the store. They gave us a calculator to work with, and we had to manually calculate tax and all that through the calculator and all that. So people came in. One of us took an order. Another did the the math. Now it was just me and one young lady working the front. She's like, "Can can you work the math? I'm not good at math." I said, "Sure, no problem." So they came in, they ordered something off the top of my head. I remembered what that was after tax because it was just a regular item off the menu. And 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 after they said their order, I, I asked for the money. And she's like, you didn't calculate it. How do you know what it is? I said, well, you know, first off, I just happen to know that that particular menu item is $3.10 after tax. <laughs> you know, it was just, and she, she's like, how, well, how do you remember that? And I was like, the same way that I can't remember other things, I can remember that. Besides, at such and such amount with seven cents on the dollar, it's dollar. So it's it's three. Times. She's like, "Are you sh- should you check?" And I was like, "Hold on." And I did it, and I printed out the lower seat, and I said, "See, three ten. And she goes, "You're really good at math." 
Yeah, <laughs> but like you go to a grocery forward. store now, and they're like, you, they give you a, a total, and then you hand out, you know, some bills, you know, and then you're like, oh, wait a minute, I've got, you know, 28 cents or whatever it is here now to put on it, and they freeze. Yeah. And you're like, you're supposed to give me $1.10 back. And they're like, oh. And they don't know what to do with that. Yeah, I mean, let's 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 be fair about it, though. I I know from having worked in a bank, it is all too easy to do the um, the cash back change uh, scam by doing. Oh yeah, that. yeah, yeah. So w- w- keep keeping that in mind for a couple of seconds. When I was working at the drugstore, the register that we had was an old mechanical one. Had a crank mm-hmm. on the side for when the power would go out, reminding you I was on Long Island. Every once in a while, hurricane would come through. There would be no power. So I'd have yeah. to go into the basement to get the goddamn cr- – why we didn't keep the crank like in a drawer right near the damn thing? I don't know. But we <clears throat> had it in the fucking basement one time. Anyway, the worst part of it was there was an AM radio down there that picked up a local radio station because it could. And it was a classic rock station. So every once in a while, I'd turn it on while I was down there and they'd be playing like some creepy Beatles loosing the sky with diamonds or, or, or come together and it would just creep me the hell out. Anyway – I was taught, I was taught, when you've got the amount that's been given to you, how much is it, count up with the change up to the next dollar, and then you are now working with just dollars. Yeah. And then you give the customer the change first. Once they've got that pocketed and checked, then you give them the dollars so that they can double check. Then they put that away and then your transaction is complete. I'm saying this because even though most of us don't use cash as much as we used to, because cards make make it a lot easier. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, the times when I am just simply given a folded boat of bills with my change in the middle so that I have to dump it into my hand, look it over, make sure that's right, and then count my money, and then make sure everything's right, and then pocket everything around, and everybody is looking at me like, what's taking so fucking long, man? I mean, move it along. I mean, come on. we got things to do. Yeah. Uh, that this was what floored me, though, when she just opened her door and said, take back what you think I owe you. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah. Yeah, I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't get that. Did you just put a wall of text over there? Is that what you did? Well, I, I was doing some Carlin quotes uh, that were reinforcing, but then I found the big one uh, that I was referencing earlier. And here's the quote. And this is George Carlin. He did this as a stand-up uh, at one point. Uh, it was part of uh, a whole segment. And I remember hearing it for the first time, and it really made me think. And uh, the quote begins with, forget the politicians. The politicians are put there to give you the idea you have freedom of choice. You don't. You have no choice. You have owners. They own you. They own everything. They own all the important land. They own and control the corporations that have long since 
bought and paid for the Senate, the Congress, the state houses, the city hall. They got the judges in their back pocket. They own all the big media companies, so they control just about all of the news and the information you get here. They got you by the balls. They spend billions of dollars every year lobbying to get what they want. Well, we know what they want. They want more for themselves and less for everybody else. But I'll tell you what they don't want. They don't want a population of citizens capable of critical thinking. They don't want well-informed, well-educated people capable of critical thinking. They're not interested in that. That doesn't help them. And he's not wrong. Rest in peace, Carlin. You know, all the things that you said were funny, heartwarming, whatever. You were not wrong about that. There are a lot of politicians, maybe not all of them, but a significant portion of them that don't want a well-educated public because it hurts their stance. It removes the, it's a threat to the control that they have over others. And the same goes for corporations. And like I said earlier, any kind of entity that wants control, this is where you get fealty without consent Mm -hmm. because you don't know any better. Yeah, because it's built into the system. And we, being on the inside of it, had no idea that that's what what it was designed to do in the first place until we finally got out of it. And we can look back at it and go, uh, this is wrong. Mm-hmm. It really is. People don't realize that they don't have to own a house. They don't have to own a car. They don't have to own things that they can live a life of happiness of having a moderate amount of stuff, if anything at all, spending their time fishing, whatever. But there are so many controls out there to try to stop you from having that, to encourage you to buy the big house, to encourage you to buy the big car, to encourage you to buy the brand new cell phone every six months now instead of every year, Um, to encourage you to continue going into debt, okay? And you become a slave to your debt. Well, who owns the debt? Who owns those notes? You start to see the people in control. And this is not something, this is something that my government teacher actually did teach us, um, which was surprising because it wasn't in the books. We're getting close to the top of the hour, which means that uh, we got to see about rolling ourselves, um, rolling things up over here. Uh, I, I will review that uh, that video later. I'll see about um, other adding into the notes. Or, I will or, say this about Lawrence O'Donnell, but yeah, he is good about reporting what the heck is going on when it comes to. Yeah, I mean, this was just such. I had to put it in the chat, but it was such a profound, well done clip explaining, you know, the the current complications of you know, why we are where we are and why we're kind of hamstrung at the moment. But it was just a really good segment. And I, just, I had to watch it several times. And I was just like, oh, wow. I mean, I understand why our government isn't putting our troops on the ground over there because they're trying to and they're hoping to stave off another world war. Right, but, but some the thing people, is, is, I think Putin's going to take us kicking and screaming like we like it or whether we like it or not. Oh yeah, yeah. But, but, we know. But like you were saying, like you were going to say, there are some people who are like, Mm-mm, I'm heading over now. 
Well, there are some people that don't understand why, you know, well, why can't we just set up a no-fly zone? And he, you know, is yeah. explaining exactly why and what that would entail and why it's such a bad idea. Because people just think it's just something you can put in, and they're like, no, you don't understand the details of how this works. Yeah, And that's if, a problem. It is a problem, because back during 9-11, the news explained to us America is completely a no-fly zone. And what that means is, and and the, all the news channels explained it, meaning that if a, if a plane flew overhead and it wasn't pr- previously received prior authorization, authorization before it flew from the government that it could fly, then we were going to have some wonderful uh, uh, fl- aerodynamically uh, sound uh, boom booms make their introductions. It's like, hey, what are you doing up here? Oh, I'm just flying by. Well, you're not supposed to be here. Bye-bye. Boom. Well, they just don't understand how you set one up and what is involved in setting one up and then what it takes to enforce it. It's not like some plexiglass thing that you can just slap down. <laughs> People don't think. Yeah. And there's another piece, too. For those of you, I, I know the, the, the vast majority of the folks that would be paying attention to us would, would not be doing this, but... For those that would be thinking, there is a convoy from Russia just waiting to move forward. It's a nice big line of stationary vehicles. Why can't we just have a couple of A-10s come over there and just burnt everything and all done nice and simple and, uh, you know, nice. Everything's done. You, f- you goddamned warmonger, you. Yes, yeah. I'm going to use that terminology because, A, they're still on their side of the border. It may be posturing. It may even be threatening. But until they cross over, you're talking about killing people, many people, many of whom apparently are simply conscripts and don't have too much but choice in the matter right now and are on their side of a line you would be the biggest dick so let's put it this way there are russians who are literally laying down their arms yeah. hey i don't know what the hell i'm doing here i was told that you know we were just going to be doing a practice or a, a military exercise now Generally, a military exercise does not involve invading another country. Or live ammunition being shot at you. Or you being forced to fire live ammunition at other people. Mm -hmm. You might maybe at at fake targets. But an exercise is more of, let's get out there, let's do some practice, let's posture a little bit. You know, that sort of thing. So that's just a generalization. Well, and people are giving stone kettle... Jim Wright, a bunch of shit on Twitter because he does not mince words. You know, he is yeah, a military veteran. He was in Intel. He knows a thing or three or five. And three, people are just all over him, which he doesn't care. He's like, I interact with a half a million people a day and you're going out the airlock because I don't have time for you. <laughs> and he does say that. He's like, out the airlock. Um, but people are mad at him because he's like, you know, there are no good answers here. This is a bad situation. There were things leading up from seventies to current and there are no good 
answers. And then people are like, oh, you're such a pessimist. Well, what would you do, genius? And he's like, if I knew what to do, I would tell you, but I don't know. And somebody's like, well, we ought to do so-and-so. And then he's like, well, why don't you let the CIA know that and let them be on it? <laughs> you I know, mean, and people telling him, well, you don't know anything. And he's like, uh, I know some- <laughs> yeah, I know some stuff where if I told you, I would be getting a knock on the door and, you know, out the airlock you go. Here's the fun part. People don't realize that they actually can send letters and emails and all this other shit to the various entities. They can send information to the FBI. They can mm-hmm. send recommendations to the FBI, the CIA. They can send it to the Department of Defense. You know, they're, if you think you have a really good idea that you don't think that they thought of, send them the information. Detail mm-hmm. it. Make it organized. Make it non-emotional. Okay, take the emotion out of the language, make it critical, okay, Uh, and clear and concise, something that I'm not always good at, as we know on this show. But (laughs) the reason being is because I've heard this before, and this to me is fallacious thinking. Well, they have people who think of these things. Yeah, but guess what? Not everybody thinks the same way. And it doesn't matter if you have a think tank with, you know, 200 really good idea people in there. They, those 200 people may not have thought of the idea you thought of. Okay. So don't be afraid to submit that stuff. All right. It's one thing to say, oh, you know, they should just contact the aliens that are flying overhead and they should beam down and just, you know, abduct Putin. Really? Stone Kettle's whole point is all these people that are coming up with these bright ideas on his thread and he's shooting them down because they're not realistic. They're getting upset about it. But he's right. And and that's that's the other part of the problem. If you're going to come up with this idea that you think is this bright idea, the realistic side of this bright idea has to remain before you submit it to anybody that I might be wrong. I might be turned away. I might even be called a crackpot. But if I submit it, I do so knowing that this may happen. And I have to have a little bit of a thick skin about that. Because there are going to be people who just won't listen. And, you know, your idea might be a great idea and it may get turned down because somebody just doesn't want to listen. But it also might be a real crackpot of an idea. So... It gets a yeah. lot of crackpot ideas, and and also the, his language. And he's like, I never said that I was cuddly and fluffy and just, no. <laughs> yeah. So it, it's it's just one of those things of, hey, guys, you know, don't be afraid to submit your ideas. But realize that the answer might be no. The answer might simply be, thank you for your your, your input. And that, that may be the last you hear of it. Yeah. Heck, they may have even thought of it. But, you know, as, as an American, you know, you a lot of people talk about how they're, you know, uh, red-blooded Americans and they do everything for their country. Okay. Well, submit your ideas. Even if they get ignored, submit them anyway. All right? Yep. Um. Stephanie, uh, we we do have to wrap up over here, but uh, really quickly, uh, Stephanie, 
I see videos of Russian POWs who say they thought they were on exercise until they reached the border. When they objected, they were told they would face 25 years in jail and now shot. Um, yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a, mm, that's a thing. Uh, I, I do want to add to that really quickly. There are also videos of those who have been captured or surrendered or whatever it is who are literally sitting on on porches being yelled at and they are sitting there crying their eyes out some that are being given hot food and drink and are being allowed to video call their parents now, there was one video where they had, uh, when they had captured a bunch of Russians who had no idea why they were there invading the Ukraine, they were being searched. They had a video of a guy being searched and interviewed at the same time. They gave him a cigarette because he asked for one. Yeah. They gave him a cigarette. They lit it for him. You know, dude, you. you... <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah, it's amazing. And when the uh, Russians brought in a couple trucks with food to try to help them out, they they all told the Russians to essentially go get stuffed. Like, we're not taking handouts from you. You're causing all this. Why would we accept anything from you at this point except surrender? Yeah. We need to uh, we need to close up. Uh, was there anything left over for either of you uh, for the moment? Mm, I don't think so. Just... It's been an interesting week. And and if I could quit living through historical moments, that would be great. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm, um, I'm with you on that. Yeah, I I get it. You know, I feel bad. I feel bad for the kids of this generation, that, you know, the millennials and younger for the simple reason being that they're getting all the shit and you know, my son's generation, he and I were chatting and they're looking at it the way that he and a lot of his classmates currently see the world is he sees a lot of old people who went through a war. Then they had it good. Then they wanted better. Then they decided they didn't have enough and decided to go to war again. That's the way they see and will remember this older generation of go to war and grab and gimme, 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 and screw the climate, screw the people, screw your living wage and everything else. By the way, $15 is no longer a living wage. It's more like 24 now. Yeah. But um, I digress. That That's what the younger generation sees. That is the legacy that the world has left right now for the young generations. So they're going to be the ones writing the history books. You know, the older people, they have a chance to turn this around, a chance to turn this world around pretty damn quick. It's not like we don't have the technology. It's not like we don't have enough resources. It's not like we don't have the money. It's just, there's too many gimme gimmies. And not enough. Hey, let me hand you a cigarette. Here's a sandwich. Here's a phone video call to your loved ones. You know, the things that we're seeing coming out of the Ukraine. 
that kind of humanitarianism. Any, uh, nothing, nothing left over for you at this point then bridge. I don't think so. Um, okay. I'll consider mine a close out. Who, who, who you want to tell F you this week? Well, oh no, my no, no, God, no. this we'll, is we'll get, a huge list. We'll get to that, and we'll get to it in a minute. Um, because I got you know, since I'm since I'm doing shameless plugs for people anyway, you know, uh, you know, on Twitter there's Angry Staffer. Mm-hmm. He's really good. He's always excellent. Um, if you want some of the same brilliance, but more snark and in your face, you know, you can follow Stone Kettle on Twitter. And um, there's also a couple of lists going around of, like, really good, reliable sources to follow Twitter if you want to keep up with, um, you know, either COVID, which, you know, it's getting better now, which is good, but I'm still keeping an eye on what people in the UK and other researchers are finding in case something else pops up. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, and and also, you know, a, a list that Angry Staff were put together, people to follow. Uh, regarding our current situation. Um, but just be warned that there is a lot of disinfo out there. Um, you know, some of it is misinformation, some of it is disinformation, and there is a difference between the two. Mm-hmm. And we have both. And, so, you know, it's on all sides. So, you know, fog of war and all that stuff, whatever you happen, happen to be hearing... You know, it may be hard to get verification on it, and you may have to just sit on it. And, you know, there was one account that I follow, um, Duty to Warn, that had retweeted something that, um, what's his name? Is it Alexander Vindman? The, the, the guy who was demoted that had testified in the first impeachment hearings, you know, I think about so. I know his last name is Vindman. Yeah. Um, he had even retweeted something. And he's a pretty decent source. Can't spell worth the darn, but, you know, it's, nobody's perfect. Um, but he had even retweeted something that it looked like it was reliable. <clears throat> and Duty to Warren had shared it. And then they went back and deleted the tweet and said, you know, will we have conflicting reports from quote-unquote reliable sources and so for now we're just having to delete out of abundance of caution because we just don't know and there's going to be a lot about this that we just don't know and it's hard to know what to believe if you have like you know ap reporting one thing and reuters you know reporting something else and then you've got you know the u.s media that's reporting something and it all conflicts you know, there just may not be a good source at the moment. And we're going to have to be okay with that. And it's really hard to be okay. Especially with Russians shooting at journalists right now. Well, yeah, there's a lot going on over there right now that it's just the fog of war. And it's going to be hard to get verification. And then it doesn't help that you have, you know, people on the far left and the far right that have both been co-opted. And there's a huge disinfo campaign being fought here against us and the UK and Australia and Western democracies in general. So just be very, very, very careful. 
And if you happen to repeat something that is later not, you know, founded, then, you know, try to go back and delete whatever you posted or shared. Um, you know, Heck, even better. Yeah. E- even better. Point out why you're doing it. Well, I mean, yeah, say why you're deleting it or whatever, but it's just there, you know, there is a difference between misinformation and disinformation. There's a lot of misinformation out there. Um, it can be harmful. People don't mean to spread it. It's not malicious, but the disinformation is definitely malicious, and that is intentional. And we have a shit ton of that going on. And some of it's from our, you know, uh, government people, uh, people on the far left. Um, yeah, just be really careful. I can't even tell what's real anymore, and that's hard. That's scary. Yeah, the best that we can do is just hang back, slow down, take a breath. It's not our job to be journalists, because we're not. It's our job to be aware, I think is probably the best way to put it. You know, this isn't where I was going to close with, but I'll close with it. Uh, just to follow that. We're lucky enough that we realize, granted, it's years after the fact, that some of the education that we got failed us for where we are now. But other parts of it have served us well. We are recognizing the shortcomings. We are doing what we can in order to get around that. And we are trying to help others to not fall into the same pit. That's good. Remember what I said about a car? You set it on its way. So long as the wheels are off, off of that 90 degrees by just a little bit. All we need to do is do our little bit to angle good information accurate information that doesn't always necessarily mean hopeful information but a way for people to understand this is how you find what's right what's accurate and work with that and find out what is wrong and inaccurate for whatever the reason and shove it aside put it into the bin Or, at the very best, make sure that you know how to tell the people closest to you that are already sharing it, you got it wrong. Let me show you what's right. It's not your fault. These things happen. There's a lot going on. Man, this is not part of my closing, but... There's a lot going on. We we know it. We recognize it. And it sucks. It really, really, really does. But told you, we're going to keep doing our damnedest to be here for you, to give you a spot where you can just decompress, relax, and, you know, still think, still think things through. 
even if I can't talk. I have not had any alcohol whatsoever in literal a week, and I can't talk for some reason tonight. It's great. It is the end of the night, so you know what? It's fine. Everybody, again, as always, thank you very much for being with us. We hope that you found something worthwhile in all of our perspectives and you got something to think about for the week ahead. Um, Stephanie, take care of yourself. Again, thank you. Uh, the fact that you got um, 650 BCE versus CE, you know what? I'm not going to rag on you for that either. You didn't add an extra S at the end of that. So, you know, it's it's all fine. <laughs> take care of yourself. Uh, Felis Nofowell has probably dropped off and fallen asleep at this point. No worries. And for anybody that's wondering, why didn't I go ahead and um, get uh, – who is it over here? Juan? So right over here. I did not because I w- – oh, you are there, hon. Hi. Uh, I did not do anything with that listing over there because I wanted to see what was going to happen. The fact that nothing happened, okay, I'll take that. Wait, if what? There, there was somebody in the uh, in the chat. Uh, where is it? Juan Alderman. Yeah, they posted a porn link. I reported them for pornography. Oh, yeah. I didn't even see that. Why? That's because the link isn't taking a standard uh, URL format that you're familiar with. They put space. Uh, so there's the, uh, it's like vum.today, voh.today, voh.whatever. And you put spaces and such so that the autom- AI system within uh, YouTube's chat system doesn't catch it. It's going around. It's, it's, a, it's currently a current problem with uh, chat. Okay. Because the, the chat that I have, all I see for them is, you know what? We'll 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 talk about it off the air because it, it's that's a piece of housekeeping. We'll deal with that afterwards. Anyway, um, yeah, tech the- <laughs> off the air because it's housekeeping. Thank you. Glad you're able to make it. You have a good. Well, I was going to say you have a good morning, but it's uh, good luck with the weather. I suppose maybe. Yeah, you have a good one too. I'm gonna try. Yeah, I'm dropping links in here for like the host if and if they want to post links to the show notes of these people for Facebook or whatever, then I've only got so much space I can do with this stuff. Whatever. Let's see what I can do with. Uh so um Bridget, normally I would ask you who you would like to send a big old F you to. I'm gonna give you uh, I I'm gonna let you go ahead and do your thing, but I gotta tell you all first off. I am personally sending for us collectively a giant fuck you, you motherfucker, to Mr. Cruz. And if anybody is wondering why, Mr. Cruz, I'll tell you why. Because this dumbass, who apparently has something to do with um, security groups in Congress, Senate, whatever the hell it is over there, he was said, hey, don't go ahead and send any, don't share any pictures of, uh, Oh, you mean Marco Rubio. Oh, I'm sorry. I got the wrong Marco word. Rubio and, uh, uh, Steve Daines. Both I, of them. I got the wrong one then. I 
But Cruz still deserves a big fuck you, too. Yeah, he he does, because last I remember, he didn't really do anything about the Texas power grid, so whatever. Uh, so you're, you're right. I, 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 I had to correct you. I'm sorry. I apologize, Mr. Cruz. You deserve a big old fuck you, but not for that one, uh, Rubio. Yeah. Um, Zelensky was on a video call. And people were told, don't share pictures so that they can't figure out where he is. And the dumbass went ahead and shared pictures of. On the bright side, however, there is somebody that did a a fake out with the still and had Mr. Zelensky saying that he was going to be uh, spending the weekend at uh, Rubio's house for the weekend and if anybody wanted to find him they'd probably you know find him over there for the whole weekend and that was that was that was a wonderful so nice whoever did that thank you that that was really cool they win the internet for the day for the day yeah so who did you want to go ahead and specifically get because lord knows there's no lack of targets this week Hmm, i'm gonna have to choose one I mean, besides all of the backpedaling GOP <laughs> QAnon nut jobs that are trying to figure out how they're going to navigate this whole situation now, and how they're going to fund their Mar Maro Lago memberships now that you know funding is being cut off from Russia. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. There's there's two, and they both come out of Florida. All right. I am going to have to say fuck you to Ron DeSantis because you are still peddling this conspiracy bullshit. Fuck you. And Rick oh. Scott. Rick Scott was the governor of Florida. He is now senator from Florida. He, I will remind people that years back before he became governor of Florida, actually, was it during his first term, um, when he committed Medicare and Medicaid fraud for hundreds of millions of dollars and got away with it, basically, even though he got busted, you had to pay some fines, you know, whoopee ding dong, you know, but his wife still made bank off of it. He now has hundreds of millions of dollars that he is using to help fund the GQP who are running against people who uh, supported impeachment. Since their funds are being, you know, sucked dry now with shutdown of, uh, you know, Russian banking and all that, he is going to be doing the funding himself. So fuck you. I think it's also fair for us to collectively say, uh, Mr. Putin, fuck off. And I think a massive congrats go to every badass in Ukraine. The grandma who is telling the soldiers Go ahead and put these sunflower seeds in your pocket so that you will grow something nice when you lie down to die. 
I'm paraphrasing, but not very far. And the guys that were at, what was it? Snake Island? Yeah. Snake Island. Yeah. Yeah. The ones who over the air on, on the radio were basically told stand down and uh, <laughs> power down your Are vessel you and prepare to be boarded. They answered back on the radio. Russian worship. Go fuck yourself. And President Z. My hat's off to you. Because, damn. What was his he, job before he was president? He was, a he was an actor and a comedian. Yeah. But he has stepped up like no one I have ever seen in my life. Yeah. That is a leader. He was not much of a politician from what I understand from before, and his popularity was not very high in the country, but he is a patriot. Leaders are not born. They are not trained. They are forged. This man, if he survives, and I do not say that lightly, this man deserves, this man deserves such a place on the world stage. And every one of his countrymen, from the ones who have been in the military for years to the 18-year-old skids who put down their skateboards, strapped on their, their skate pads, and decided, yeah, I'm staying. We just hope for your safety. We really just hope for your safety. I've got a lot that uh, I could end up talking through and, and starting a whole new rant. And right now is not a good time for it, not a good place for it. So we're just going to go ahead and call it a night. If you'd like to be in touch with us, all of our contact info is over at the website, holycrapthevlogcast.com, including the uh, audio podcast. So you can listen in for that for however extra long we end up going. I'm sorry for that. Phone number, if you'd like to be in contact, of course, is 859-HCTV-554, 859-4288-554. We will see you soon. Please, please Stay safe, stay healthy, and yes, 39 years old does look good on me. Thank you very much. Mm -hmm. But till next time, I wish you all the peace I no longer have. I wish you the strength that I've learned. I wish you well, my lady. It's, it's a lot of years, but I am still in love. Matane Fujin, I love you. I miss you. Dream of me. Till the next time we're together, everyone. As always, good night. You've been listening to Holy Crap, the Vlogcast. Feel free to leave a comment at the show's website at holycrapthevlogcast.com, where you'll also find links to our Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter pages. Theme music is Twisted by Kevin McLeod, available at incompetech.com. And on behalf of all of us here, 
Thank you for listening.